Good morning, everyone. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on KHOL 89.1 Jackson, Wyoming. Well, I'm here in the studio with your usual host, Keely Heron. Hi, Keely. Hi, Pat. Good morning. I'm Pat Wright, and uh, Keely is giving me a chance to uh, work the board Work this the morning. boards. It's exciting. It's a little terrifying. It is. <laughs> so apologies for any problems. It's not Keely's fault this morning. Just this morning. Um, so today's opera, Keely. What's today's opera? We are listening to another Mozart opera. We did one last week. We did one last week, so we're doing another one. We're, li- we're on a little bit of a roll. And today we are listening to Cosi Fantuti. And I understand Cosi Fantuti can be translated any number of ways. A couple different ways. People do talk about it as being um, that maybe it's, it's a little bit sexist. Although, uh, if you dig a little deeper, it, it actually is, is kind of interesting because Cosifantute might translate as women do it like that, or it could be women are like that. And my favorite translation, because I've run across both of those, is so do they all. Aha. Aha. So that is gender inclusive. But then the interesting part is the subtitle is The School for Lovers. Like getting schooled, that kind of school? Exactly, like Don Alfonso. <laughs> He's like, and Espina, they're like classes in session. Well, they are, they are. Um, and if you're not familiar with the show, you don't know those characters yet, but you will meet them very, very soon. Um, and we're listening to this uh, overture in the background. And um, gotta watch, gotta watch the the orange. Oh my goodness! Um, I let's talk a little bit about our introduction of our first few characters. Yes, we start out with the men. It's an interesting opera. It's it's very balanced in terms of uh, it's small small main cast. It's only six mm-hmm. characters. Yep. Although one of them plays, plays a couple different roles. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, we start off with the men in a coffee shop. Coffee house in Naples. In Naples. And who are they, Keely? They are two young men, Guillermo and Ferrando. They're two Italian, young Italian men. Officers. Uh, officers in the military. I don't know what branch. I guess we didn't really need to cover that. I'm guessing not the Air Force. Probably not. <laughs> Maybe the Navy. Um, and They do go off on a ship later. They do. They do. So it could be the Navy. Um, and then their, their older um, friend, who is sometimes characterized as a poet or a philosopher. Yes. Um, who is... Uh, Perhaps the the teacher or the the principal at the uh, school of love. Yes, he he references figuratively, figuratively, figuratively. He references his own gray hair, which gives him a certain authority and a knowledge of human behavior. Right. Mm. And in in some explanations of this opera, I've heard that they're at this coffee house early in the morning after a night of partying. I think they would almost have to be there in the morning, given all that transpires within the same day. Right. But but that it was like they had not yet been home. And the three of them had been out sort of 
carousing and drinking, and that was why this spirited discussion Talking happened. Talking the way yeah. one can after such a night. Yeah, after you've been out until five or six in the morning. Well, yeah, and so we open, and the two young soldiers, two handsome young soldiers, I might add, mm-hmm. are um, kind of enjoying boasting to each other happily about the wonderful women they are with. Yes, how much they love them and how much... You know, how how happy they are and faithful the women are. And, and they go on and on on that particular topic, mm-hmm. that they're faithful. And they, they're they deeply proud of that and that they have just found these fabulous girls. Mm-hmm. And uh, Don Alfonso overhears them. And he's like, mm-mm. <laughs> uh-uh. He's like, are you dating unicorns? <laughs> Actually, he doesn't reference unicorns. He referenced the phoenix. Yes, right. Saying or that, goddesses. They're not human. Right. And so he says, it's like a phoenix. People talk about it, but no one's ever seen it. Right. When he's referring to the fidelity of the, of the women. Now, he's not casting aspersions on these two particular women. He's just saying that's, that's part of humanity. Mm-hmm. That's right. So let me see if I can cue up the next song where he says this very thing. Signor Don Alfonsetto, 
Well, Keely, what just happened there? The guys made a bet. A bet? They made a, a wager. wager. Yeah, Don Alfonso was like, okay, guys, whatever. Just pipe down. It's going to be fine. Like, we don't have to argue about this. And the guys are like, no, we want to argue about it. Yeah, they're they're standing by their women. They're, mm-hmm. being, they're being true. Yeah, and they're like, Don Alfonso, you're just like an old, grumpy... Like, you know, <laughs> you don't know anything. You're just old and grumpy. Right. And he's like, oh... No, actually, I kind of. I know. I know what I'm talking about. And he's like, within the space of this day, right? I will prove that they will be unfaithful to you. Mm -hmm. And what's the condition? Uh, That they need to make themselves available to him for 24 hours and do whatever he says. And exactly, and they have to by their soldiers' training. They have to obey orders. Yes. And he's going to order them to do some very interesting and things. And I forget, what did they wager exactly? It was just money. It was it was money. Yeah, just money. And they do spend a little time talking about, because they're so sure of their women, they do spend a little time talking about how they're going to spend the money. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of fun. Um, and then we're going to set up for our next little bit of the story. Yes. And in a new scene, out in the lovely sunshine, we see these two lovely young women and their sisters. And they're sitting on a hotel terrace. And similar to the way that they see, uh, with that we are introduced to the two young men, the two young women are talking about how fabulous their, um, their how, how fabulous the men are that they're dating. Mm-hmm. Um, and and, and it, soon they've become. They're called fiancés. I don't remember hearing them called that in the beginning. Nevertheless, these are their lovers. Mm-hmm. Lovers. Lovers. I think not in a 21st century understanding of the word, but more in an 18th century understanding of the word. So they're like maybe smooching, but they're not like... They're in love. They're in love. They're, they're holding love. hands. That's what lovers are. They're gazing, in love. Gazing longingly into each other's eyes. Yes, they are. Very much so. And in fact, both of them are gazing longingly at the lockets around their necks. Yes. Which have the miniature photos of their lovers. Or or depictions, Something. drawings. Yeah. Probably not photos. Are we are we straying into the territory of I'm in the wrong century? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just just by the by. This was this was first How off am I? <laughs> um yeah. Less than a hundred years. Okay. <laughs> I mean, but like conceivably. Okay. Um, it's it's uh, this is first produced um, uh, in 1790 mm-hmm. in Vienna. Yes. Um, and actually, while we're having this that little bit of information, um, it's kind of interesting the history of this show um, because it, because it is it's this this. Well, we've set it up already. It's this test of the women's fidelity and what the men do and what the women do. So it's kind of this comedy of manners, but it's also got this, you know, kind of deep look at human nature. Yes. And on one level, you could read this um, as being very critical of women, period. Right. Um, but you can look at it a few other ways as well. There's there's a lot of meat in this little frothy confection. Yeah, well, what I thought was interesting is, I mean, Mozart, you know, 
again, the 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 title could be construed as sexist, you know, saying that women are like that. But what what he does in this opera is he actually sort of balances it out and says that like humans are humans and and just because you know women are supposed to be like all innocent and whatever they're not actually and so it it does have a a more you know it allows women to be more complex yes yes and even we only have three women who show up in this show but there's there's complexity Mm-hmm. And different takes on it all, um, but it's interesting. It was it was uncomfortable for people. The morality issue was sort of um, was so uncomfortable for people that um, I found this an interesting piece of information. In its entirety, you know, as written um, by Mozart and De Ponte, it was not performed as written at all in the 19th century until. Um, 1896. Really? So four years, like during that entire century, four years before before the end of that century, it didn't see a full intact performance in in Europe or anywhere for that matter. Um, wasn't even performed in the United States at all until 1922. So that's a bit of a waiting time. Mm-hmm. Over 130 years. Yeah. Um, but there are all these alterations that 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 are made. They do things to make it more uh, palatable morally for example one of the things that they do is um it, the the people producing it will change things around and uh um well maybe i could talk about the changes later so i don't spoil what's coming up in the plot no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers but this is as written so we can enjoy that so so moving ahead we're going to listen soon to um to a quintet with ferrando Guillermo, Fior de Ligi, and Dorabella. Because they will have heard uh, the first step in Don Alfonso's plan. Right. And his plan, which we see, which we understand and we see unfold on stage. But the girls don't know. And the girls don't know. The sisters do not know. Um, but Don Alfonso, known to them as a friend of their lovers, Don Alfonso comes in and, and he's just... I. I have some terrible news. I have some terrible, terrible, awful news for you. What's the news? The boys, your lovers, have been conscripted to military service and they must leave immediately. Yes, they're already in the military, but they've been called off to service. They've been called to duty. Yeah, they they must go, like, now. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're going to have, like, a little moment to say a tearful goodbye, but then they're off. His Majesty calls. Um, and so... There's a little bit of moaning and wailing and grieving at this sudden departure uh, after just moments before they were singing how wonderful these men were and how much they were happy to be with them and enjoying every minute of their lovely lives. So should we listen to their their song of woe as the men must leave? So the men come in and they're like, okay, see you later, ladies. We're shipping off. Yeah, they've got their little uniforms on and they're... They're good to go, and I'll tell you what, they follow their orders from Don Alfonso. Mm-hmm. They play their part. They don't let on. Right. Because that's so, part of the deal. So the quintet is, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do the attempt at the Italian, Pat. Okay, go for it. Sento odio que questo piede. I feel my steps falter. Piede is steps, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, that was the tearful song of parting as uh, Dorabella and her sister Fiodeligi say goodbye to their soldier lovers. Ferrando and Guillermo. Yes. We need to pr- practice we, as I've much as we possibly can. have been practicing for 24 Guillermo. hours. <laughs> Guillermo. It's a very difficult name to pronounce. <laughs> it really is. And we have, uh, coming up here, we have the... Um, the, the military has, yeah. is on the scene and they're coming to get the men and escort them onto the boat. Right.
And so they are off on the boat. They've said their tearful goodbye. Beautiful music, though. I love that aria. So and we're pretty. about to um, we're about to hear this lovely, lovely aria, which uh, Don Alfonso sings uh, um, along mm-hmm. with Fioriligi and Dorabella. And Dorabella. It's a trio. It's a lovely trio, and um, and it's wishing them well. Because they are also fond of these young men. And they're going they're going off to their destiny. And um, what's the name of this aria, Keely? Suave sia il vento. Gentle be the breeze. And the, the lyrics are, Gentle be the breeze, calm be the waves, and every element smile in favor on their wish. It's lovely, isn't it? It's beautiful. Too bad it's all fake. <laughs> they don't know it's fake. They think it's real. No, they think it's totally real. Well, let's listen. Let's listen.
Well, wasn't that beautiful? It was so beautiful. Oh, what a lovely send off. <laughs> I t- you know, I nerd out. I nerd out on the opera, but like it, I just, it's so calming and transcendent. And I think especially because I don't understand the words. It yeah. just, you could kind of lose yourself in it and just let it wash over you. It makes me think of um, floating in the ocean. Mm-hmm. You just kind of bob around yeah. with the whole thing. It's just gorgeous. Just gorgeous. Well, that Mozart, he could sure He's, write some uh, tunes, yeah, huh? I know. <laughs> it's too bad he died so early. It is. But shockingly prolific in his yeah, he was, yeah, very. 35-year-old life. Um not bad, not bad. Well, back to the story. Mm-hmm. What's happening the sol- now? The soldiers are off. They've gotten a lovely farewell. And uh, Don Alfonso's plan is uh, in motion. The plan is afoot. It is afoot. The plan <laughs> is afoot. <laughs> it's set into motion, and it's time for us to meet a new character, our sixth character in the I play. I love her. Yeah, you got to love her. I love her. Despina. Despina. The surly housemaid. Yeah, she, I, I, yeah, she's like kind of earthy and streetwise and, and sort surly. Of, yes, and surly. She's kind of mean. <laughs> she, she talks back to these two. She puts them in their place. No, she's not a humble servant. No. <laughs> but a servant, nevertheless. She yes. does get ordered around every once in a while. Um, but, but she's very clear that she has opinions and she values her opinions and wants other folks to know about them. Mm hmm. <laughs> Definitely. So when we first meet or introduced to Despina, she's alone tidying up the room and bringing the um, breakfast, um, which includes whipping up chocolate to drink. Mm, yum. I could use some of that right now. What a treat. Yeah. Well, she talks about how she's the maid and it's just not fair. She never she never gets to drink it. She only gets to smell it. But then she does take a little nip, doesn't she? Um yeah, a little bit. Just a smidge. A little sn- As the girls come back to the... It sneaks a taste. Yes, and so the girls are coming back, and, well, if you've been listening, you know what mood the girls are in. They're despondent. Woe is me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're very, very, very sad. And uh, Dorabella will sing quite exquisitely about uh, implacable pangs torment me, and they don't subside anguish my anguish is going to bring me death so yeah she in the in the glyndebourne uh if so we we both had the opportunity to watch the glyndebourne production yes uh and for those of you who um aren't familiar with glyndebourne it's a famous opera festival that occurs every year in uh glyndebourne england which is just about maybe an hour and a half south of london but we watched this this episode, and when when Dorabella returns, she totally and completely lost it. Oh yeah, she's she's sure she's going. She's to like die. breaking things and throwing things. And Dreadful disaster. Like, yeah. yeah, chest beating, and it was. But but our dear friend Despina, the she's surly like, housemaid, she's seriously like, like sister, get over it. Right, get over it. Um, you. You'll find something else. Don't don't worry about it at all. Um, and we're going to listen to Despina's aria, uh, where she talks a little bit about uh, men. Yes, in in the Italian, it's in uomini in soldati. All right, we're gonna get to that. 
Let's listen. So that was Despina singing In Momini in Soldati. And she's basically talking to Dorabella and Fiordaligi and schooling them kind of in the ways of the world and saying, you know, I can't believe that you um, you really think that your, your guys are going to be faithful to you. They're soldiers. And we all know what soldiers do. And, and besides uh, that, they're men. Right. <laughs> So, you know, they're they're going to do what they're going to do. And you guys are here, you know, pining over them and um, thinking, you know, that, oh, they're going to come back and we're going to get married and it's going to be forever and it's going to be amazing. And she's like, you know, they don't look at us that way. They don't they don't really think that. No. And she says, those men, they're all made of the same stuff. 
quivering leaves and constant breezes have more stability than they do. And the girls are sort of, I don't know, they're kind of shocked and they don't really believe her, but it's sort of slowly dawning uh-huh. on them that maybe she's and, and right. And she, she, she hammers it home more. Crocodile tears, lying looks, deceiving wounds, false endearments are the basis of their tricks. Well, that's a little foreshadowing if I ever heard it. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. So Um, she's saying, you know, we should play tricks on them the same way that they play tricks on us. And we should, um, you know, sort of like love the one you're with is kind of the message. Right. Well, she specifically says to them, we women should pay out this hurtful, impudent breed in their own coin. Sounds like she's had some bad experiences. Yeah. She's surly. Yeah. Let's love them to suit our convenience and our vanity. So she's... She's got a totally different take on it. This is one of her interesting lines here. She she tells the girls about the men, like, don't be upset. They're all equal. The men, men, they're all the same because they're all worthless. <laughs> okay. Kind of rough, that Despina, huh? Yeah. Kind of rough. But, okay, uh, so what happens next? So so the girls are like, you know, Despina's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't uh, be so upset. Maybe you shouldn't be you know, worrying about when they're going to come back and all these kinds of things. Like, why don't you just chill out, have a cocktail, (laughs) and, you know, like, see what happens. Right. And meanwhile... Meanwhile... Don Alfonso needs to keep the plot moving along, mm -hmm. his plan, his scheme. Um, And so he comes in, and um, he and Despina talk for a little while about... Like, this is kind of a drag. They're so sad. They're so downcast. What an air of sorrow. And we then we get to the point where, um, and this is what we've been waiting for. He reveals his plot to Despina. No. Well, not specifically. He tells Despina, I have two gentlemen who are in love with your two ladies. And they oh, would right. like to meet them. So yes. Despina's not on in on the whole plot in that she doesn't know that the two men are, are the soldiers themselves the soldiers in disguise. In disguise. Mm-hmm. So Don Alfonso has disguised the the two young soldiers, the two lovers, uh, as Albanians. Right, <laughs> which is just so weird. But so it, he, yeah, whatever. He it, gives them he gives them civilian clothes. They aren't in military uniform anymore. Right. And you know the 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 final touch to the disguise. Mustachios. Yeah. <laughs> They're mustachioed Lotharios. They have mustaches, so no one could possibly recognize them. I know. It's just the the whole thing with disguises and opera is... You got to go with it. Yeah, it's a suspension of disbelief. You just totally suspend, and you may need reinforcements for that suspension. Yeah. Yeah. So let's listen to the sextet. So we have all of our characters at certain points singing at once, and this is Don Alfonso introducing the two young men in disguise and um and it's going to be fun in the italian it's alla bella despinetta Per 
well, that was fun. <laughs> so that was basic. That was uh, every character in this opera. They were all was singing. singing. Yeah. And it was Despina laughing about uh, the two men that have been introduced. She to the does women. not find them attractive. No, she said they're exceptional in their ugliness. She does not find them attractive. <laughs> they, she says they're exceptional in their ugliness enough to make one renounce love. And yet. Those are damning words. She's on board with these two ladies finding some other men. Mm-hmm. She's completely on board with that. Um, and um, she keeps talking about their mustaches, and the guys keep talking about their own mustaches. It's kind of funny how much... Facial hair's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I love this one line um, that Guillermo says. He's like, these mustaches, they are the plumage of love. The Yeah, I'm with so you. So gross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it's kind of rough, but... Uh, uh, Ferrando and Guillermo, at this point, they're totally on board. They're having a fun time. They like dressing up as people from a different place and putting on mustaches and wearing different kinds of clothes. Um, and they think it's a big lark because they're still sure they're going to win. Yeah, they, they don't the think that the girls are going to buy it. Oh, absolutely But, you know, not. it's like Despina was saying, I wonder what they are, Wallachians or Turks. What are Wallachians? No idea. I'm, I could venture a guess, but I'm, I won't. Okay. All right. Sorry. But, I got uh, distracted. you know, well, Albania is not far from Turkey, so she was close there. Um, so, yeah, she she's not impressed by them, but they're living, breathing, present men. And so she's okay with that for her two mistresses. Um, and so they spend a lot of time just laughing, thinking it's a lark, the two, the two young men. And Don Alfonso is like, you know... You're so innocent, don't you know? I know what I'm talking about. And they simply don't believe him. Um, but Don Alfonso tells them, well, you still have to follow all of my orders. The day is not over. I have a full day to make this all work out. And 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 so the guys are trying to seduce the women, and, and the women are just sort of uh, not shocked and outraged, but they're... They're not really into it. They're not. not they're, no, no. they're afraid of them. They're like, what the heck is going on? Well, imagine, you know, they like, they've never met them before, and they're pleading undying love to these women. Yeah, it's creepy. It's a little odd. It's a little odd. I think yeah. there's a little time compression that goes on for yeah. you know art's sake, but it's a little odd. Yeah, because so Despina and the two men have dropped to their knees, and they're imploring the ladies to give them a chance because they're so in love. Right. And for some reason, Despina thing is like invested in their success as well well despina's invested in them you know not staying faithful to their oh right because don alfonso brought her in on the plot and and offered to give her some money yes and even before that happened though she you could see she saw no reason for them to stay faithful right. to their true, soldier true, true. lovers yeah so it's a it's a broader it's a universal issue for her not just a matter of money yes yes um, and so they're still they're still talking about how they're going to spend their money to buy wonderful things to treat their women because they know how it's all going to end. And uh, we could listen to uh, Ferrando's lovely aria, uh, "A breath of love from our treasures will afford our hearts sweet sustenance. A heart nourished on the hope of love has no need of greater inducement." 
that Ferrando, he's quite the romantic. He's really giving her un, un aura amoroso, a breath of love. With Ferrando. Nostro tesoro. 
So that was Un Aura Amoroso. Amar Amorosa. A Breath of Love. By Ferrando in Mozart Cosi Fantute on today's episode of Opera for Everyone. What a fun show you've created, Keely. <laughs> we want everyone to enjoy opera. And you don't have to understand it. You can listen to it if you don't know the language. But we just want to make it fun. Yeah, it does make it a little bit more interesting if you if you know what's going on. And so um, as we wrap up this first hour here, we're um, just having a little recap. We've we've met all the characters. The 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 game is afoot, and we're gonna. We're going to get ready for our break here. Yeah, we're going to get ready for the break and, and come back and find out what the girls are thinking about what's going to happen next in their lives with the uh, the two young lovers that have gone off to war. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Well, you're listening to KHOL 89.1 in Jackson. Well, welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Opera for Everyone. Opera for Everyone. We're listening to Cosi Fan Tutti, Mozart's famous opera today. Two weeks in a row of Mozart. The School for Lovers. Well, <laughs> it's where the lovers get schooled. It's a little, sounds a little creepy, but it's okay. Yeah, well, it's mostly lighthearted, but a little bit. A little bit odd when you think about it. Let's uh, let's catch up with where we are in the plot. So, this is like a quiz. Speed recap. Go. Okay. Uh, so it's set in Naples in sort of eight. No. Don't worry about the year. Okay. It's set in Naples. There's two sisters. They're on vacation. They meet these guys. They get engaged. They. The guys are soldiers. The guys are soldiers. Uh, their older friend Don Alfonso, after a night of heavy drinking. Don Alfonso tells them that, yeah, you can't trust girls or women, women, you know, whatever. If you think they're going to be faithful to you, you're silly. And they're like, no, man, our girls are so, they love us and they would never cheat on us. And he's like, yeah, whatever. And then he's like, I bet you that I can get, I can prove you wrong. And so they're like, you're on. And then he hatches this plot to send them away um, on boats saying that they've been called up to war immediately. And then he tells the girls and the girls, there's a lot of hand wringing and chest beating and sorrow and tears wailing, and yes. wailing and temper tantrums. And then uh, the girls come back to the hotel room and the maid Despina is there. And Despina's like, I just, I, I'm just a maid and I just want to drink some hot chocolate. But then the girls come back and they're all like despondent and crying and, uh, and then in between that, Despina's like, you know, you can't really trust men. They say they're going to be faithful to you, but come on, they're soldiers. And also, P.S., they're men. And then, um, and then Don Alfonso comes to Despina after the girls go and cry or do whatever they're going to do and says. And say, Despina, let me tell you something. I, I'm on your side here. Let's find some men for these girls. Mm-hmm. And he does. And by the way, here's some money to to help me. And he finds these two Albanians. The two strangers, the handsome mustache of Lotharios. Those two strangers are actually their two lovers. The they're soldiers. Ferrando and Guillermo. 
in yes, disguise. In disguise because they're wearing mustaches, so they are unrecognizable. I know. And <laughs> I fall for that every time. <laughs> and uh, so they introduce them, and the two guys are like, we're so in love with you. And the girls are like, that's kind of creepy because we just met you. And they're yeah. like, we're so in love, we're so in love. And then the guys are like high-fiving each other because they think that Don Alfonso is going to lose and what they're going to do with all the money. And then... um they give it their best to try to woo the women, but the women are just creeped out and scared. And then they're convinced that they're going to win. And so then um, Ferrando, dressed up as one of the Albanians, uh, sings a song about how great everything is. Wow. How did I do? I think you did pretty well. And now we're going to start with a song from the, um, the two sisters. All has changed in a minute. Let's listen to that one. Ahí que tú en un momento.
that was the two sisters letting us know everything has changed in a moment. They say, what a sea of torment is life henceforth for me, so long as the cruel stars left my dear one with me. I knew not what grief was. I knew not what it was to pine. So a lot more uh, hand-wringing, a lot more drama. Poor, <laughs> poor girls. So um, Don Alfonso's scheme is not finished. It's not merely enough to introduce these handsome men um, with the must- their mustaches, their plumage of love. Oh, my God. So <laughs> gross. <laughs> That's not enough. Um, he, uh, they have more to do, these mustachioed men because the girls are are quite quite resilient yeah yeah, they're not they're not like this is not a they're not it's not it's definitely not a slam dunk not a slam dunk so um guess what happens well you know what happens but they uh they have to they have to heighten the drama they have to make it more compelling for the girls to show them kindness and compassion so what do you do you take some poison. You drink a vial of poison. Just a little arsenic. No, yeah. never hurt anybody. So, um, again, part of Don Alfonso's plan. So they get to kind of overact the uh, effects of the poison in their body. And the girls can be, you know. Did a- they actually take the poison? Or they were just pretending to take the poison? It's it's Don Alfonso's plan. It's Yeah, so they pretend. Right. Yeah, I just needed to clarify well, well, because then they bring in a pretend doctor. Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. They're playing Dr. Despina. Yeah. Our surly housemaid, Despina, uh, changes her clothes, puts on a pair of glasses, and she is the doctor. Right. And she's going to she's gonna help set them straight with a with a uh, uh, a with one of Dr. Mesmer's stones. He, she's going to use magnetism to draw. I mean, it's all just ridiculous. Well, and see, the thing that you don't get when you don't actually watch the opera is uh-huh. how funny all of this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And and actually, I noticed that certain times when they did close-ups on the faces of the of the actors, of the singers, that they were kind of like, they were kind of laughing sometimes. Did you well, notice that? because Despina's being a totally Silly. ridiculous. yeah. Yeah, she's she's hamming it up for the, you know, for the camera, for the camera, for our entertainment. Um, but Despina becomes the doctor, and they're they're you know flailing around, moaning and groaning. The girls are are deeply concerned about these two lovely young men who are suffering so, and and not only are they suffering so, they're suffering because of their cold-hearted response. Yeah, but I I mean, the two you sisters know. have been cold-hearted to these besotted young men and you know when it comes to unrequited love mm-hmm. threatening to kill yourself is a very effective way to win the love of someone who doesn't want anything to do with you is that true no no i didn't no. think so no. and they do it multiple times by the way i mean they, this they only take poison once but they they threaten to kill themselves various times because it shows the sincerity of their love at least that's what we're supposed to believe right so this is definitely a comic opera <laughs> I mean, it is. It is for it real. Is, it is. Yes, I know that. But but there are these undertones of you know interesting things going on. Interesting things. Mozart was a little unhinged. Um. Well, he certainly had his stresses. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's. I mean, the music is beautiful. It is. And that was his primary responsibility. Absolutely. That is, you know, <laughs> if 
if you got the goods, you can be as crazy as you want to be. Yeah. Well, this is why I was saying earlier that it wasn't performed because of some of these um, taboos. Yeah, taboos and just moral ambiguity. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, it was not comfortable for people to perform this, and they would switch it up. Um, and they would, um, for example, they would. Uh, there, there was a production that um, pulled Despina in on the plan right from the beginning, mm-hmm. and um, and there's a version of it where um, Don Alfonso is a sorcerer, an actual magician. And Despina's a sprite. And people, you know, love magic, of course. Um, but, and if you're being, if, if you've been worked on by a sorcerer and a sprite, you're not responsible for your actions. So that helps clear up some uh. of the moral ambiguity. Um, and there's another version where they keep <laughs> I'm the... A, I'm going to use that going forward. I'm going to be like, sorry, there was this, this sorcerer and a sprite and that's why I was 20 minutes It's a little late. like that old expression the devil made me do it. Right, yeah. I was <laughs> hijacked. I was, there a sorcerer and a sprite cast a spell on me. Well, there's also a version where they um the men go off to war or you know pretend to go off to war and they come back and then test their um sweethearts. Not really sure how that one played out, but but there was one that did that and there was one where um, it, they themselves were not the two seducers. They had some of their friends do the seduction. I'm not entirely sure how that helped things out, but, but that was one. <laughs> and then there was one where, um, well, you know, I'm going to have to save that one because that's a spoiler. That'll just have to wait. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. So, so they poison themselves and they call in the faux doctor for the faux poison, which uh, the two sisters believe is all real. Real. Uh, and lo and behold, the doctor is able to cure them. Amazing. With magnetism. Yep. It worked like a charm on fake poison. Fake fake medicine for fake poison. And um, they, they get better and they go back to their protestations of love. And the girls are softened a little bit. Arguably, Dorabella a little more than Fior de Ligi. Yes. Arguably. Yes little bit we start seeing a little difference in that um but uh so they they are still all all four of them together and there's a lovely song um i'll let you do the italian here keely oh right yeah well it's usually spitalian because i do the italian with a spanish accent but i'll give it a shot dami un bacio o mio tesoro give me a kiss my treasure and so together the two young men posing as Albanians, are uh, with their mustaches. <laughs> it's like, what is <laughs> Mozart? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's foreign and exotic. Um, they, uh, they want their wooing together, the, the two sisters. Mm. So let's listen to that one. So this is Guillermo y Ferrando wooing Fiordiligi and Dorabella in... Così fan tutti.
the end of Act One of Cosi Fan Tutti. Give and me a tr- kiss, my treasure. And a lot of, lot of people singing all at once. That was all of our six char- main named characters on set singing. Um, and you're listening for, to Opera for Everyone on KHOL 89.1 Jackson. Uh, Keely Heron. I'm Keely Heron. And I'm Pat Wright. And we're happy to be with you this morning talking about opera and making opera something that everyone can enjoy and have fun with. Because everyone loves opera. That is our goal. (laughs) That is our mission. (laughs) At least they'll understand what's going on. It's a lot of fun. Um, But sometimes you just need exposure, listening, watching, all kinds of different ways. Well, yeah, and I don't even know. I mean, I guess I, I started loving opera when I lived in New York, and it was just so accessible. Right. It was just, I, I mean, I the city opera, which no longer exists, and and then the Met, and it's just easy to That was also in. my place of introduction. But you know what I've learned in this day and age of streaming videos, YouTube, other services, that you can actually really enjoy some of these operas just from the comfort of Your whatever couch. device you've got. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun. It is. Actually. Um, so we recommend that. Enjoy some more opera. Um, so we are going to start Act 2 now of Cosi Fan Tutti. Cosi Fan Tutti. By Mozart. And so um, we've just had this, this, at the end of Act 1, we've had this crazy scene where they're still trying to woo and uh, soften the girls, this, these two young men um, who are disguised. But they're actually, 
the the, the lovers of these two women, fiancés of these two women, um, but the the partnering is switched. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, so... so yeah, because like they might like at a certain point they might see through the mustache disguise. Right. So Fiordaligi is actually with Guillermo, but now Guillermo is pursuing Dorabella. Yeah, right. that's right. That's right. So so we um we ha- get to hear a little bit more from our favorite housemaid, Despina. Yes. <laughs> she's she's nice. You are the strangest pair of creatures I've ever seen. There are these two young men literally dying to be in love with you, dying for your affections. But to be fair, she said that they were really ugly. Yeah, but they're really persistent. And Don Alfonso tells Despina that they're rich. So Despina believes they are rich. Yeah, and and she's just like, like, wake up, girls. Just wake up. You should know the way of the world, how things work. Love the one you're with, as you said earlier. Yeah, love the one you're with. <laughs> Your guys are gone, even if they come back. And uh, the truth is, all this wooing, even though um, the young gentlemen aren't completely aware of it, they've made some inroads. They've softened their hearts a little bit to them. The whole almost dying thing seems to have worked some magic. Um, and so there's this moment when the two sisters are alone. This is what we're coming up on. Right. Uh, and they, they have a, a lovely duet, two soprano voices together. It's beautiful. Um, but you can almost figure out what's going on just from the title. Prendero que el brunetino. I'll take the dark one. So they're divvying up. He's mine and he's mine. So, so funny.
Yeah, they are. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Timing is everything. (laughs) Well, wasn't that beautiful? It was lovely. I love those two singing together. It's just gorgeous. I um, I want to tell you that the next one we're about to play is my favorite in the entire opera. Is it? Yeah, it's a lovely duet uh, with Guillermo oh, and yes. Dorabella. Right. So Dorabella here is giving in. And during this particular song is when she gives in. And the way you know she's given in is she removes the locket. Oh, right. Of her beloved soldier. Right. Fiancé. And she allows her new lover uh, to put a locket of himself, a little picture of himself around her neck. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Kind of heartbreaking when it happens, actually. I'm just picturing, like, Borat in a locket. Don't do that. Yeah, that's what, I mean, that's what these guys are like. They're just like these, like, goofy, ugh. Yeah, well, um, they do. They do actually put lay on the charm. They I do. Mean, they do lay on the charm. There's there's a reason these girls have fallen in love with them. But uh, and this one coming up, it's it's called this heart I give you, my adored one. But I want yours in return. Come and give it to me. Um, and there's a little resistance, but ultimately the resistance breaks down, melts away, and is swept out the window, as far as I can tell. Il core vidon. Yes. Shall we listen to that one? Absolutely. So this is Dorabella and Guillermo singing Il Corvidono in Così Fan Tutte by Mozart on Opera for Everyone.
You're listening to 89.1 KHOL. This is Opera for Everyone, and today on Opera for Everyone, we're listening to Mozart's Così Fan Tutti, and it's a opera in two acts uh, about love and uh, faithfulness. And what we've just heard is Guillermo and Dorabella um, having a duet called Il Core Vidono, I Give You My Heart. Uh, and um, if you've just tuned in, uh, to bring up to speed, um, Guillermo and his friend Ferrando are engaged to Dorabella and, uh, what's her name? Fiorliligi. And um, and they're playing a, a trick on them. They're, they're having a bet, and uh, it appears that Guillermo has just uh, lost the bet by winning the heart of his friend's fiance. Right. So that was what we just heard. And um, we moved to a scene where uh, the women are off stage and the two young men are on stage talking to each other. And um, and it's it's kind of lovely because um, Ferrando bursts in and he's thrilled because he's done his best uh, to seduce Fior de Ligi. Right. And he, he has failed. not succeeded. Fiodeligi remains true. She's like a rock. She was like a rock. Um, and so he bursts in, and the other one doesn't look so happy, but he's not noticing it. Um, his comrade doesn't look quite so happy, and he recounts how uh, how Fiodeligi was steadfast and remained true, and see, we were right, our women are true. Right, um, and except then for Guillermo knows differently. Except for Guillermo knows differently, um, and it's it's actually uh, once he once Ferrado explains what his experience was, he he turns to um, Guillermo and he says, "Well, how did my Dorabella behave?" Oh, I haven't a doubt of her. Never mind. <laughs> I know her so well. She's so sensitive. She's so good. <laughs> and Guillermo says, "Well." A little bit of doubt might not be a bad thing here. Might a little bit about doubt I, that that might be in order in this particular case. So, um, at which point, Fernando, uh, he's he's got some questions and he's bummed out. It all comes out. It all comes out. So it's a little bit sad here because one of the one of the women has cracked. One has taken the locket of the new man. Mm-hmm. Um, and they and by taking the locket we mean taking the locket. <laughs> well, I actually meant taking the locket, but then they do depart together to off stage. So anything could have so happened. So we don't know. Off stage, there could have been all kinds of shenanigans. You know how off stage works. Mm-hmm, Left I do to the imagination. Mm-hmm. So they're off stage, and um, and the 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 guys are kind of bummed out. And this next aria that we're going to listen to is uh. Guillermo, uh, the successful seducer, but also the loser in in the bet, and also he's been disillusioned. He's very disillusioned. The veil has what, been lifted. That's what this that's what this next aria is about. Uh, ladies, you treat so many thus that if I must speak the truth, I begin to sympathize when your lovers complain. Maybe your lovers. It's like I love the women, but this behavior is not good. Um, I mean, of course, they reflect not a bit on their own behavior, but uh, 
who would that be? But that's neither here nor there. Neither here nor there. So this is Donami La Fate Atanti. I don't know what that means. Pat, what does that mean? Ladies, you treat so many thus. pretty good (laughs) if your lovers complain they have good reason indeed because ladies can cheat too yeah it's good for the goose he's um he's able to articulate he's not quite as heartbroken as his um he's disillusioned and saddened by her behavior but he also thinks by the way well my poor friend his woman cheated on him, but mine, mine stayed true. Is he gloating a little? A little bit. Well, he also, I mean, just the way 
you can imagine it happening. He turns to his friends. He says, well, after all, of course, you know, your your fiancé gave in to me because I have an advantage, you know, implying that he's just way more attractive, way more worthy of love he's got he's got more game so yeah he exactly he's like uh fernando you need to step up your game well be careful what you wish for really because i think fernando is going to step up is fernando doing exactly that well it wasn't his intention in fact um the two men say okay don afonso we lost the bet but really we only half lost the bet right we only really half lost the bet, so why don't we split the money? Um, and Don Alfonso says, uh, "It's not." I still have time. I still have time. It, the time's not up. I would. It. The day's not over. And you agreed to give me twenty-four hours where you would do as I say. Yeah, you are soldiers. You agreed to follow my orders. So, soldiers' honor. You will continue to follow my orders. So kind of interesting. Um, meanwhile, we have um, Dorabella. La Traviata, the fallen woman. She wanders in with a big silly smile on her face. She's Uh-oh. just had a lovely time. And um, instantly, Despina figures out what's happened. Right. She's <sighs> like, I I know what that kind of smile is because why yeah, she says why now, you've got that look on your face. Now I can see you are a woman of sense. Huh. And she goes on about that a little bit more. And um I think I'm gonna play you this uh lovely aria from Dorabella. With Dorabella, and she's responding to this uh fabulous amorous experience that she has just had. Um and she's been encouraged encouraged and encouraged by Despina in her behavior. Um, would you like to read the name of this one for me? E mo e or e amore un ladroncello and the translation of that is of my of my spitalian is love is a little thief a little serpent is he according to his whim the heart finds peace or no. Scarcely does he open a path between your eyes and your bosom, then he chains your soul and takes away your liberty.
Well, that was a lovely aria. You're listening to Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL. And today on Opera for Everyone, we're listening to Mozart's Cosi Fantuti. And we have the two sisters who um, their fidelity to their fiancés is being tested by the wily Don Alfonso as he uses those very two same fiancés to trick them in duplicitous ways. Mm-hmm. So we got one that fell. We got one that fell, and um, this is kind of interesting. The next one, or the other one, the one who didn't fall, Fiordeligi, she has a plan. She realizes how hard they're pushing, and, like, these guys won't go away. You know, it's their, it's their place, and these guys are just there, and they're just being pushy, and they're, and she's, you know, can't stand it anymore. She says, the only way for me to solve this problem is to go be with my fiancé. And so she knows that there's a uh, a uniform that she can put on. In the closet, just hanging out. Yep. And so, and it, it happens to fit her just fine. How convenient. Isn't that lovely? Yes. Yeah, she says, if I um, if I put a hat on and I wear a coat, no one will realize that I'm not a I just love these I'm not ridiculous disguises. Yep. It's just part of the world that they live in. Suspension <laughs> of disbelief. I'm just going to believe and so um, she she gets her 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 military coat on. He she puts on her tricorner hat with the plan of, uh, and she's sort of talking herself into being brave because it's it's a frightening thing to go off and try to join up with the army. And she's like, "I'll fight and I'll die with my love." And um, just as she's saying all this to herself, her seducer appears. Appears. It's like you can't do that i'll die and he doesn't really want to except for he's like don alfonso is kind of making him don alfonso yeah he's the one who wanted to call it off because right. he was you know he was all bummed out that his friend got his yeah but way there's with also his... a, there's also a little bit of him was like well it happened to me why shouldn't it happen right to my so buddy he's like if if i'm gonna get cuckolded then you are too yeah yeah and so, and Don Alfonso said, you know, tells him, you got to go after it again. You got to, you know, lay it on, threaten to kill yourself, charm her, whatever it takes, and do it. And uh, in this, in this uh, bit that we're listening to right now, and and it'll move into a lovely song of seduction. This is where he's making his moves, and Fiordeligi sad to say is ultimately going to succumb to him otra traviata another fallen woman this is fra fragile amplesi in poshi estanti very soon I will be enfolded in the embraces of my true love yeah that's when she thinks she's going onto the field of battle right doesn't work out that way
So that was Fior de Ligi and Ferrando. Yes, she's given in to his she advances. Yep. She sure has. Oopsie. So we've got about uh, seven minutes left in the program. So we got a, another rush to the finish. That's what we do. That's what I like it. I like it. So um, playing here underneath us is Tutti Acusando Dona. And this is Don Alfonso. And he's talking. Uh, he's kind of coming in to wrap up the story. Um, well, the story's not entirely wrapped up. Not but entirely he's, wrapped up, he's, but he's, he's giving the moral of the pining, story. Pining, yes, exactly. So he's a poet philosopher, the the wiser, uh, older and wiser friend, and he's he's saying kind of, you know, maybe a little bit gloating. I told you so. Yeah, is, a little bit of I a told little you bit so. the message. Yeah. But the two hotheads, the two young men who are furious... And would just as soon kill their unfaithful fiancés. He's like, whoa, 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 boys. Wait a minute. Yeah. So he says, everyone blames women, but I forgive them if they change their love a thousand times a day. Some call it a sin, others a habit, but I say it's a necessity of their heart. The lover who finds that he's been deceived should blame not others, but his own mistake, whether they're young or old, fair or plain. And then he says, repeat with me, women are all the same. Interesting. Isn't that what Despina said about men? Mm-hmm. Mm. So perhaps <laughs> in our shared humanity, humanity, in our shared huma- humanity, we're all... Imperfect. We're all imperfect. We're all imperfect. And that's the moral of the story, yeah? Yeah, but there's more of the story to be uh, enjoyed here. So what's left? So what's left? Well, would you believe it? Uh, With some encouragement from Don Alfonso and Despina, the two young women agree to marry these foreigners. Ooh, with the mustaches. And he brings in a notary, because that's how you get married. Mm -hmm. And you'll never guess who's the notary. Dr. Despina? (laughs) Despina, once more, sporting a disguise. And nobody recognizes her. Nope, no one recognizes her. She's completely unrecognizable. And uh, and she's in the process of of writing up the contract. The uh, the two sisters have signed. And lo and behold, we hear the military song. And you know what that signals. That the the troops have returned. The troops have returned. And and the lovers have returned. Oh no, quick. We're you guys caught in the into act. the closet, and so she shoves them. They shove the two uh, the two young men uh, with the mustaches into the closet, and uh, that turns out to be a very convenient place for them to uh, change into a different costume, remove their mustaches, and put on their military uniforms again, and they can go and say, "What in the world is happening here?" What is happening? And they even find the piece of paper, which has, in all the commotion, fallen to the floor. Well, in fact, Don Alfonso tosses it on the floor and points at it for them. And he can see that it's a a marriage contract, and they've both signed, waiting to get married. So they get to be all... Indignant. Indignant. But they they aren't really, are they? Oh, yeah, they are. But but you know it's we we we've we've fallen back into the comic the solidly comic area here. Um, ultimately, they leave, they come back, and they've got kind of like a half disguise on, and they you knew this was going to happen. Pull off their mustaches, right? They reveal, <laughs> and the girls are just like, "What?" 
Can you believe it? And um, I would have gotten away with it if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, Don Alfonso has made his point, um, and that's what was important to him. And he wants them all essentially to kiss and make up. Though it's interesting. I, I'll i be interested to hear your read, but my read on the end of the story is it's like, you know, it's not like they pull in a real notary and a real marriage happens as it would in a, a true comedy that we're... Which ends where, in a where marriage everything or marriages. is all forgiven. So they do couple up. They do, you know, snuggle get together. Cozy. But, and I think they'll get married. I do think they'll get married, but um, I'm not sure there's going to be a lot of trust in those relationships. Or they could just kick them to the curb and go back to wherever they all came from and start over. Wiser. Perhaps. Perhaps. We don't know. Perhaps. Um, so we can listen to the final song now. Yeah. Which is, um, safe and sound exulting with joy. This is, there's quite a lot that goes on here and we'll listen to a bit of it as, uh, as the final return, but that's the end of our story. Did you like it? I did. I love, I love Mozart. I have to say, I think the whole thing was a lot, um, a lot less taxing a lot less emotionally taxing than some of the operas we've done recently oh for sure oh not well, not nearly to Don so much Giovanni? yeah not so much stage blood this and, was like you know ghosts risen like, from the dead yeah, yeah this it was, was like pg whereas that one was like x-rated yeah, yeah well it was it was more gut-wrenching than yeah. this one but this one this one is trying to trying to have some message there for you as well for sure yeah and they, they sing about reason you know just use your reason and don't expect people to be perfect. That never works out. So as we end this episode of Opera for Everyone on 89.1 KHOL, we're going to go out on Sunny Salviali. Everyone is safe and sound. And thanks for listening. Yeah.